up the was. Okay, what a way to start, Tony Kim. <laughs> Let's uh, go. Why aren't you wearing your Warriors shirt today? Oh, I just thought, thought I'd wear my Jaguars shirt today. Just, you know, get in the mood with the NFL season starting. Got the Warriors on the weekend. Oh, mate, I'm getting pumped for this sold out yeah. crowd. Mm, I can't wait. Your two favourite teams as well. And, um, the, and, the big, and the big thing is, I can't lose. No, you can't. Um, the Who com- would have thought? The, com- the chameleon uh, will be eating <laughs> all the leaves on the trees come Saturday night. Um, Welcome into Running It Straight for a Wednesday. Uh, we are just days away from a home final at Go Media Stadium, Mount Smart. The first there since 2008. And there is a real buzz, isn't there, around uh, Rugby League Town here in New Zealand and around the Warriors. Um, tickets went on sale to the public yesterday. Uh, sold out in minutes. That No surprises there after the members and the pre-sale snapped around them all the world. up. Um, look, we, we got a bit of time uh, before uh, we catch up with uh, both Rocco Berry and Phoenix Crossland out of the Warriors and the Knights, respectively. Um, give us a call. Let us know if you're heading along. Um, let us know where you're coming from. I know some people are flying over from Brisbane. Some are coming from Perth. Um, I know a lot of you are flying up from, from Christchurch and Wellington. If, you, if you've got tickets and you're coming up, give us a call. Let us know um, your excitement levels ahead of uh, Saturday afternoon. Kick off at 6.05. We will have live commentary here on ECNZ. Uh, myself and Kempi will be at the ground, and yeah, the buzz is going to be amazing. One thing that interests me, Kempi, we're obviously going to talk about this exclusively between three and four. We might not even touch on the Storm Roosters, but um, one thing that I saw the Warriors come out with, uh, maybe maybe it was the members who received the email. Obviously, the NRL control um, the finals when it gets to finals football. The NRL control it all. They 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 look after the ticket sales. Uh, they look after the allocations. They take over. Um, even us, media, we, we had to go through the NRL to make sure we yep. have our commentary box, our parking, everything like that. And uh, the Warriors sent out an email saying to people, just be aware that game day is actually going to look a little bit different. Um, they're not, they can't do what they normally do, the Warriors themselves, so things like halftime entertainment. Um, the, the, for me, most disappointingly, that the, the pre-game walkout, they're not going to be able to do the blackout with the smoke and the music. It's, it's just a standard run out as per sort of the NRL's conditions. So it's going to have a bit of a different feel about it on Saturday um, from what Warriors fans are used to, but still, Kempe, there's going to be 25, 30,000 people at Mount Smart um, for finals football. It's it's going to be fantastic. Oh, look, I'm sure they'll still try and you know keep it pretty close to what the Warriors are used to. You know, you got to you got to remember that the NRL, they also do state of origin, they do international football. So, you know, running an event um, should be second nature to them. A little bit disappointing if they can't black it out. Uh, you know, if they if it is darkish around that time. Um, but yeah, mate, I could for me, Sammy is uh, 100 metres by 60 metres or whatever it is, and you've got 80 minutes of football. I'm I'm more focused on what's going on on the field after the last couple of weeks because coming out of the Dolphins uh, needing a rest and then going into Penrith and not being prepared for semi-final football is probably the wake-up we need going in this game against Newcastle who, who are 10 on the bounce. And um, when you break down the Newcastle side, and not many people have done this, not many people have done this, and I said this to Smithy this morning, if you have a look at their back line alone, it's basically an international five at the back. So you've got Caelan Ponga that's played Queensland. You've got um, Dom, who plays for England, mm-hmm. Dom Young. Uh, you've got Marzu, who will play for New Zealand this year on the wing, because between them they've scored 40-odd tries. Well, does he replace Dallin or Jermaine Asako? Well, I think, he, I, I think he's... <laughs> I, you, do you want my honest opinion? I do. I think he's in front of both of them. Okay. I think he's the number one winger in the competition at the moment from New Zealand. And then if you look at the centres with, with Best and... 
um, gag eye, you've got a New South Wales centre and mm-hmm. young best who's probably going to go in there for Mitchell on the Australian side. And you've got Dane Gagai who's played for Queensland and Australia. You know what I mean? So they've got a very, very good five. And we spoke about this last week against Penrith. One of the areas which we lost straight straight from the get-go was our kicking game and our, and our inability to stop the back five from bringing the ball forward. Yeah. And that put us in really bad field position for the um, whole 80 minutes of of that game against Penrith. And we just never ever got into a position to threaten. Were you convinced, or are you convinced that... Um that Sean Johnson wouldn't have made a difference on Saturday? No, yeah, I am. I am convinced that he wouldn't have made um, that much of a difference. Uh, you know, because they just they just weren't across the board. And I got this from Webby this morning, taken away the uh, from the conversation, is that the the boys that had been to the finals before, so we're talking, you know, the senior blokes that have been around finals time, basically saying like that wasn't finals football from us. Mm-hmm. But that's what they're saying. Now it is when you get when you get through your, your 26, 27 rounds of football and go to the next stage, mate. It's a long game, finals football. It's not I want to score a try and I want to bounce back and score another try. You actually have to work for it and you have to stay in the game and you have to win that field position and the possession game to actually grind teams down. And if you go back to Friday night when Brisbane played Melbourne, that's exactly what they done. You know, when me and you were talking at halftime and I was saying, you know, Brisbane get them by 20 here, that it, it was because they had ground them down mm-hmm. and they were just hanging on. Yeah. And if we don't get into that grind against this uh, Newcastle team that actually – over the last 10 weeks has built some pretty good form, then again, we'll just get done on the bounce of the ball. So, uh, so be honest here as well. Are you confident that what we saw on Saturday, the Warriors can match it with Penrith and Brisbane? Or do you, do you from what you've seen, do you just think those two teams are a streak ahead of everyone else? I do. I, I honestly think that Brisbane and Penrith uh, are probably going to have the have to have the next week the worst games of their life not to, to um, make it through to the final. Um, they are... are are a step ahead of everyone at the moment. And I think everyone everyone would say that, but, you know, football's a funny thing, Sammy. You get there, you know, been in games where you've been written off and been in games where you're meant to have won and all of a sudden it doesn't go your way and a yeah. call doesn't go your way or an HIA happens at the wrong time and all of a sudden, you know, you've lost your bench and these are all the things that can happen in football. Then, then, then 80 minutes of football rolls your way and all of a sudden you're sitting there and... You know, man, you, you could be in the grand final, but to get there this week, there needs to be a dramatic change in intensity and there needs to be the will to want to hang in games and hang there for a long period of time to wear down teams. And if they don't get that experience this week when they win this game, if it is just a they both show up and they play like a club game, mate, they're going to go into the Brisbane and Penrith underdone. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to Melbourne too. I, I think um, I definitely think that the Warriors deservedly are favourites this weekend against Newcastle. I think they certainly can get the job done, but I think you're right. I think there needs to be a, a lift, certainly intensity, to show that they can match it with Brisbane the week after. So um, I want to talk about the team this very shortly, but a quick one that's come in here from Ben Fox on YouTube, and you can drop a comment on there or text on double eight double three. says, uh, can you ask Kempi how much of a difference playing 90 minutes is the week before on the body and the fitness and what it means playing the following week? Obviously, Newcastle going into extra time against the Raiders. Does that... Tell us what an extra ten minutes sort of does. Well, it's the extra day too. You know, like they get the they they don't get the extra day that the Warriors do with recovery. Look, an extra day recovering in this competition is massive. When you get seven days to recover, um, you basically get your full complement and all of your sessions and during the week that's needed to, to get you prepared. Like so, Newcastle don't have that. They go they go the extra time. It does take it out of you. But in say in saying that, the way they would have felt after that. 
I don't know if you saw the post-match with Kalen Ponga and walking around because it was their last game at home and the, the, the feeling from that Newcastle crowd, and I've played in front of that 30,000 people many times, and they give you such a lift in that hometown that the adrenaline, I think, for them to get out, out of that game and go, right, actually, we're going to need to get into this next game because we're on a high. Yeah. Um, I don't think it really plays too much this week. I think, if anything, it's probably going to affect them next week. But this game this week, well, because they always, got through that, Canberra, yeah. they're still on a high. Oh, they always say that um, it's uh, after Origin. It's not the week after Origin. It's the two weeks after. Um, the week after Origin, like you said, they're still running on adrenaline. They're still running on that high. It's the it's the following week that they can they can crash and burn. Exactly. I think full strength. Um, the teams of the teams are very very even. The good news for Warriors fans is that there is no Jackson Hastings. There is no Lachlan Fitzgibbon. And that are those but are. But is it a good big, thing? Well, those are two big outs for the, for the Knights, I think. Particularly Lachlan Fitzgibbon. I was talking to Steph yesterday. He said, where are they? Where are sort of their strengths? So I said, their forward pack is one of those forward pack that just plays nasty. Well, the Tyson I... Frizzells, the Lachlan, Lachlan Fitzgibbons, they just play nasty up the front. They're not they're not bullies like uh, like Penrith are and like guys like Adam Fanua Blake, but they just they niggle. And, uh, and to not have one of those in the form of Lachlan Fitzgibbon, I think that is a big loss. So I, I think... Yeah, know, well, see, I disagree. I think that Lachlan Fitzgibbon... Um, is at the back end of his career. And and yes, it would have been nice to have him in there, but Dylan Lucas has been absolutely outstanding for Newcastle and in, 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 in as a replacement. Played a bit of centre, plays a bit of back row, but just one of those kids that you look at going, wow, you know, this kid has a, has a big future. Um, and the the addition of Adam Clune, like even when Hastings went off, they went a hell of a lot better with, with him actually off the pitch. Um, and over the last month with, with Adam Clune in there, what it looks like to me is Adam Clume is like really solid and just doing his role and knows how to play it because he's a specialist seven, which releases Ponga and gets Ponga into these positions to, to actually, especially down our left edge, which is up against Rocco Berry and, and Watini um, Zelezniak. Some very some very potent attacking football down there um, with Marzu and, and Bess. So, I, yep, I think, I think when you look at it, and I saying this this morning, it's really similar, you know. Don't Jack, Jackson Hastings, Sean Johnson with a soft tissue injury. All right, you so you got Clune in there. Hopefully, when we lose or if uh, we don't lose Sean and he stays in there for eighty minutes, and then when you go into the back row and you're talking about um, Fitzgibbon, well, it's sort of like when our back row changes and if we lose the hooker and then we lose a back row into that hooking spot. So there's sort of a muchness and a likeness to the to the those two changes, for me, it's really like who really wants to get into the arm wrestle? You know, who actually wants to roll their sleeves up, lose their breath, get some some real challenge under their under their hat and hang in there as long as they can and bury teams? Because if they don't do that against this Newcastle side, like I said right at the start here, Sammy, mate, they got a decent – where they're scoring points is pretty decent on mm. the outside, the back well, five. Yeah, they have absolutely no trouble scoring points. There's a good text uh, that's coming here from Mark, which I'll read very, very shortly. Just a couple other ones to get away. And a reminder, Rocco Berry, uh, Warrior Centre coming up very shortly. Phoenix Crossland, the Knights hooker, uh, coming up after 2.30. Uh, one text says, Sammy, you reckon Sean as a touch player ever shaved his legs? I reckon Kempi did, or maybe he waxed. Can confirm uh, that Kempi is a is a big waxer, not just of the legs either. <laughs> uh, he's a full body He's a full body waxer. Brent, Brent, <laughs> Getting blokes to actually text this in <laughs> now, saying, "Are you running Thanks. out of ammo?" Thanks, just, Mum. just for the re- just for the record, never, 
never wow. ever. Yeah. Um, there are a few blokes around here. I, I must admit that denial uh, is the uh, is the sign of a guilty man. <laughs> Brendan <laughs> says uh, afternoon, Sammy and Kevin, excited <laughs> for this weekend, boys. Listening to you guys in the comfort of our off grid cabins in Pukihina. I've been following you two oh, all year. Good. You do an awesome job. Go the Warriors. Uh, great to have you listening, Brendan. And what an awesome part of the country, Pukihina. Spent a New Year's there one year. Uh, fantastic little beach. Lots of sharks though. Yeah, uh, lots of shot, lot of yeah. bronzies out there. Well, they'd leave you alone, mate. You, what, you're, to, yeah. you're a toothpick. I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm a bit scared. Zaid uh, has texted in our good uh, friend Zaid. He's got tickets to the Warriors Newcastle's game uh, on Saturday. Can't wait. Wondering if we think Sean Johnson, how many minutes he'll play. I saw earlier. Apparently, he's been doing his own training and has a meeting with the team this week because I don't want him to get any he's more in co- he, he would be. He'd be in cotton wool too because they don't. Um, well, don't talk. Don't. They want to give him every opportunity to to be ready to play, but also to last the game out. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things. I mean, you know, like you have those those quad injuries or those slight hammy twinges or calf pulls, and you don't know whether it's your Achilles with a calf, and then you go out there and what happens in the heat of the moment, in the heat of battle, is that as the adrenaline kicks in, the pain goes away, and you just get in and you and you're like, man, I'm all right, and you just you tend to forget it, and then as the fatigue starts to kick in. Sometimes it, it tends to go, and that's the only concern that I have is that you know if it's a high-intensity high game and Sean is involved as he has been this year, it's about if he can last the 80 minutes and get through it so they can rehab him again. Damo says, uh, take the Newcastle eye patch off, Uncle. They are big losses. He's talking about Lachlan Fitzgibbon and, uh, and Jackson Hastings. And Jacko, who I think, Jacko, you might be a Newcastle fan. He says, listening to Kempi, we've got no hope. With a laughing emoji, or maybe he is a Warriors fan. Um, he also says, if SJ is in doubt, why the hell is Volkman not in the reserves? I imagine that's probably just because they'll put Walker in if they, if Sean was. Well, they'll dead. go back. They'll go back to what they, what Had they, yeah, what they started with. Um, and you don't, you know, you don't wish that to happen. You want Sean to play because I think one there's there's one big thing that was missing against Penrith, and that was our kicking game. Yeah, without a shadow of doubt, some of the kicks from. Um, Walker that only went about 20 metres you know and then Penrith are starting on the halfway line I, in, in all honesty Kibby, I actually think the Warriors did well to, to keep the score line less than what it was at half time no, I, th- I just thought they were getting absolutely pummeled I think, I think, Pen- I think Penrith um, pulled the engine out mate Probably. Put, an, put an electric battery in there and yeah. just put it on cruise, cruise Nothing control Nothing with electric batteries Tony have you ever driven a Tesla? <laughs> Mark, no. Mark says uh, hey, we'll just finish on this one before we go to the break Rocco Berry after the break uh, Hey boys firstly I'm not salty but if you look back at uh, the last six games of the, both the Warriors and the Knights the calibre of opposition both played is a lot different I know it's only a one off but there will be a support for the Knights there I just think they'll be way too sharp for the Warriors Interesting from Mark and look when you do look at the Knights 10 game streak um, Kempi I think they beat the Rabbitohs in there they beat the Sharks as well, but you know, there, there was no Penrith, there was no Brisbane. Um, I think they did beat Melbourne as well, though. But you know, a lot of it was against weak opposition. You look at the Warriors as well, the back end of their season was against weak opposition as well. We, we always um, wondered if that was going to be um, a, a hindrance for the Warriors heading into finals the fact that they hadn't played a top four team by the time they get to finals in, in about 10 weeks. It got a bit of a shock, didn't yeah, they? Last 100%. Saturday? 100%. A, so it yeah, came out, yeah. it came out of the gates. It was a group one race, and you and you're coming out of a group three, and you're not you're not hitting those those levels. And you know Nathan Cleary, he he basically showed you in the first half when he was hitting Liam Martin down that right side continuously, just and they were chopping him down, chopping him down, chopping. He was saying, "You're going to keep doing this for the whole game. I'm just going to I'm going to wear you down." And when he ran across that field and went around, um, uh, went through Montoya and Pompey and went around Pompey. It was basically the icing on the cake for him. Yeah, you know, he, he's when he's doing that, he's in a dinner suit. And I, I just think, yes, I hear what you're saying about the games and the games that we didn't play. But you've got what well, you got. You've got seven day turnaround. You got eighty minutes to change it. But you've got to lift the intensity. 
And and I think what we have on our side and why you finish in the top four is that you get a life and you get to come home. Now, hopefully our crowd understand that because the crowd needs to play its part this weekend and really drive our team. Right, we've got to take a break because uh, Rocco Berry is going to be waiting on the line on the other side as we go to the break. Uh, someone's on YouTube saying, why are you wearing a Jaguars jersey, Kempi? Uh, that's because Kempi is a big pussycat. We'll take a break and we'll come back with <laughs> Rocco Berry after this. You're fire. <laughs> well, I've been lucky enough to be joined by Rocco Berry, the Warriors centre out there on the right edge, and he's joining us and running it straight. Rocco, how you going, mate? I'm good, thank you. Mate, that's good. Hey, uh, guys, jump straight back on the jet after the Penrith game. How's the body? How did everyone pull up? Yeah, no, I think um, everyone recovered pretty well. We're a bit sore after the game. It was a pretty physical game, but, um, yeah, we had a train today and a bit of recovery, so, um, yeah, we're all good. Yeah. Mate, it's been a bit of a breakout season for you, locking up that centre spot. Must be pleased with your season so far? Yeah, no, pretty happy. I um, still feel like, you know, there's, a lot of improvements um, to go, but um, yeah, happy with how the season's gone. Um, so, you know, hopefully a few more games left. Yeah. Tell, just tell us a little bit about your journey, mate, because you signed with the Warriors while you were still at school. And, uh, you know, you spent the, the couple of years with them, didn't you, through COVID over there in the develop in the development. How, how's it all been? How's the development from school to, to finding yourself in first grade been? Yeah, so I moved up straight from school in um, 2019, I think, and then um, did my first pre-season in Auckland and then pretty much straight to Oz and um, yeah I was just training pretty much the whole year in rehab for a bit and um, with an injury and um, yeah, I learned quite a bit just over there from um, watching video and stuff pretty much the whole year and watching the boys train and kind of you know, found what, what it takes to be an aerial player for a bit there so um, yeah it wasn't the ideal development kind of being just over there not playing but um, I feel like I learned a lot and um, yeah it's helped me out now. Yeah, and, and make, making it into first grade, you know, you you started the season, found yourself put in first grade and then just secured that spot out there on that right edge. What, what have you made of, of playing first grade as, as compared to playing in the in the younger grades or coming through the school system? What's been the major difference for you? Yeah, well, um, I was pretty much just rugby in school. Um, so there's obviously the physicality from that, you know, the, the, easily the major difference. And then, um, yeah, the fitness is... Is huge too, and um, yeah, the difference between grade and um, reserve grade is uh, definitely the physicality too. Is the the biggest one, you know, the step up from there, and um, the speed of the game too. It's a lot quicker. Mate, did you did you find yourself look think, thinking to yourself, pinching yourself? This is my first season, and all of a sudden we've we've finished in the top four, and I'm in the semis. And how'd you find it? How'd you find your first week of semis? Um, no, it was it was unreal. Obviously, um playing against, you know, Panthers, they're a, they're a top team and they're always going to be tough. And, um, yeah, I, I love being, a, you know, the opportunity to play play against, you know, great players and also I uh, get to play with them each week. Um, and our team, you know, we've got some some big names and um, some real experienced players who have, you know, done a lot of great things in our game. And, um, yeah, so it's something I don't, I don't take for granted and I'm, um, yeah, real grateful for. Yeah, mate, you're doing a, you're doing a good job uh, holding down that spot out there, Rocco. You, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of criticism comes the centre's way. I've spoken to it before um, because they're basically the last men standing out there on the edge uh, defensively. Have, have you guys spoken about that all? And have you addressed anything defensively this week coming up against Newcastle? Um, no, we're just more, you know staying in our, our system that we've got. Um, you know, it's we feel like it's worked all year when we when we um, you know executed properly and um, yeah, we're on the same page. So you know, we're just trying to get back to that and. Um, we we're confident that if we do that, you know, we can we can do a job.
Yeah, and you're and you're finding that that difference in defence between that rugby your rugby union days and the and the structures and systems in rugby league. You've, you've accustomed yourself to that. Is it, is there much difference to the way you were taught as a kid as opposed to the, the later development here at the Warriors? Yeah, I feel like the um, the reads in league it's like a and and that's it. It's a completely different game. I think um you know with um jamming and staying and stuff like that. That's um that's you know it's a real Real big difference compared to Union, where you know it wasn't that kind of wasn't as much of a thing no. for me. So yeah, that's the main one I learned. Yeah, and just tell us a little bit about that partnership that you've got on the inside there. You know, you've normally got uh, Luke next year, you got Tamari next year at the moment. Of course, you got Dallin out, outside you there. What's what's it been like just developing those relationships out there on the edge? Yeah, yeah. I've usually got um Sean inside me, which now you know I think um, his defense has been you know, unreal this year. He's been getting gets in front of everyone and puts his body on the line and um that makes my job a lot easier and um I've got Dale outside me too who, you know, he's he's been real solid as well. So um, I just kinda of have to do my job and um makes it yeah, it makes things a lot easier. Yeah, so so just give the listeners a little bit of about that, mate. Sorry, I put you on the wrong side of the pitch then. Uh, just cause, give the listeners a little bit of education here, you know, like when you're defending that centre spot and you've got people coming um, down that side at you. How important is it to have trust on you, especially on your inside? Yeah, I think um, yeah. Obviously, with you know, most teams run the block shades and stuff like that. You know, you need your um, your half making it, um, getting his body in front there, and it makes it a lot easier for me. So you know, I don't have to, I guess, be in two minds. And um, yeah, I've got to make the right decision. Yeah. And yeah, so it makes it when that yeah, up defending well too. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's not as it's not as easy as people on watching on telly, do they? Saying, oh, you know, you're always jamming in or you're staying out or whatever. It's a, a lot more to it these days when you've got people around you that also have to make those decisions. Hey, Rocco, what have what have you built your game on this year? Because I've noticed that you know you've got a really good kick chase and you're getting down there and putting a lot of pressure on, especially when Sean kicks it down your side um, on those on those attackers. Is that is that a part of your game that you want to sort of grow? Or, or what are you building your game on out there on that right edge? You know, I, I um, like getting on the kick chase. I think uh, Sean's got a, you know, he's got a great kicking man. I think it's one of the best in the comp. And um, he puts it up there. And, yeah, I feel like um, if he's putting up good, good kicks, I want to repay him by chasing them hard. And, um, you know, Putting pressure on them, which um, Dell chases great with me as well. So um, yeah, that's a that's a definitely a part of my game that I've really tried to work on. And you know, it's kind of an effort thing. It doesn't take much talent or anything like that. So um, yeah. And and what about off- offensively, mate? Like your attack, obviously, um, very good on your feet. And you're working on that in out type play out there in the centres. Is there is there? Do you think more to Rocco Berry's game in the future um, as far as attack goes? Yeah, I definitely um yeah, that's part of my game trying to grow. I think um yeah, well they'll come with um more games and opportunities and stuff like that and um yeah, working at training and stuff like that. Being able to um put my winger away is something, you know, I really wanna get better at and um do more of and um I feel like yeah, I have a great opportunity to do that playing outside of Sean and Murata and stuff like that who um yeah, they they draw in lots of numbers and will hopefully give me more space. Well, it doesn't it doesn't get any easier, mate? Stephen Crichton last week, um, and there's talk this morning with uh, Latrell Mitchell pulling out of the Australian side that that young best playing in the centres for Newcastle. I think he'll be marking up against this week. Um, the centres, you know, it's it's a bit of a challenge. Do you know much about him? What what are his strengths and what are you looking to do on the weekend against Newcastle? 
yeah, he's got a um, yeah, he's, he's a great player. Obviously, he's an Origin Origin center, and um, yeah, I think that comes with playing NRL each week. You're playing against the the best of the best, and um, I, I back myself that if I defend it within the system, you know, that I can do a job with my teammates, and yeah, so that, that's all I'm going to try to do is um, go out there and do my job, defend how we, you know, our system, and um, if I execute that, then I think I'll be alright. Is it is it fair to say, mate, that you guys come home and 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 just concentrated on on recovery and, and getting ready for this next game and, and wiping that one out against Penrith? Yeah, oh, we, we reviewed it. We reviewed it after the game and um after the game and um so we didn't just like let it blow blow over but um yeah we, we fixed a few things but um yeah a lot of our focus on this week and getting back to playing the footy we know we can. Yeah, yep, yep. And of course uh, it's just gone up the so the sole uh, out signs once again at uh, Go Media Stadium. Mount Smart has been put up. It's sold out. It's uh, going to be bumper wall to wall fans there. What has it been like, mate, running out there with the crowds this year? Because it's not the first time it's been sold out. Yeah, no, it's been um, unreal all year. I've been looking forward to it. This is the first time I've played at Mount Smart. So um, it's been um, yeah, great, great first experience playing there. It's been pretty much sold out every game. So. Hopefully, yeah, they'll be they'll be all out there again this week, and um, yeah, can't wait, mate. Just just to um, I know I have got to ask you the question, Rocco. Like, are you lying there thinking, you know, mate, we're just a couple of games away from a grand final? Like, has it crossed your mind, or are you just really focusing on getting through Newcastle this weekend? Oh, it's definitely there. You know, knowing it's that close, but um, yeah, we know that we've got to get the job done this week, and it's do or die, and yeah, it's. it's pretty much this week that you know we're focusing on uh, because um if you look too far away then you know you kind of lose lose sight of the job in front of you which is you know nice this week mate any any news you can you can uh let us know here and running it straight is, is sean looking okay at training are we expecting him to play yeah he's tough mate i reckon he'll play good man all right well all the best against uh the old boys my old boys the newcastle knights up against you guys on saturday mate you've had a fantastic season rocco um, and, I'm, and I, there's a lot more to Rocco Berry I can tell in the future. So go out there, mate. Uh, defend stoutly, attack, and cause heaps of problems in front of your home crowd, mate. We can't wait. Can't wait for Saturday. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Welcome back into Running It Straight. 25 minutes away from three. Great to hear from Rocco Berry. Um, bright, very bright future ahead. Can be in a big uh, riser in 2023. Not many people probably had him on their radar, but he's uh, flown under. I guess the big question next year is going to be where uh, he slash Adam Pompey fit in with Roger Tuivasa Shek and uh, young Ali Lautau, who I thought was uh, the player of the day for the New South Wales Cup team against Canberra on the weekend. Um, they absolutely decimated them. They've also got a game, a finals game this weekend as well as they look to make uh, the grand final. If they can win that, they're just one step away. Uh, team lists for this Saturday, and I see the Warriors have just done an update on Sean Johnson saying that he is progressing well this week, training on his own. He's going to train on his own tomorrow as well uh, to ensure that he's got his best prep for uh, Saturday. So uh, the team lists for the Warriors, Chancellor Klukstad, Dallin Martinez, Lesniak, Rocco Berry, Adam Pompey, Marcelo Montoya. That is the uh, the back five. Tamari Martin, Sean Johnson in the halves, of course. Front rowers, Adam Fanor, Blake, Mitch Barnett, Wade Egan, the number nine, Jackson Ford, Maratini Akore in the second row, Torhu Harris, the 13. On the interchange, Dylan Walker, Jazz Tavanga, 
Bailey Siren and Josh Curran. Lots of messages on uh, YouTube and double eight double three Kempi. No, Bunty R4 once again. They did bring him uh, bring him in late against Penrith with the Sean Johnson exclusion, and a lot of people just saying that uh, they they think we need Bunty in there. What do you, what do you make of uh, Webby Seventeen? Yeah, no, I'd, look, I I disagree. I think I think with Dylan Walker and Jazz Tavaga on the bench there, and uh, if you needed to use Josh Curran on the edge because you can move uh, Morata Noa Kore to the middle, um, he's got plenty of cover there. And, and based on the fact that Adam Fanua Blake plays big minutes um, as long uh, alongside Mitch Barnett, uh, and of course Tua Harris, who was you know I thought outstanding, probably our best player on the field against Panthers. Um, they're talking maybe size, uh, but look, the game our team isn't about size. No. Our players are all about footwork and getting through. the the defensive line popping up off the ground with the quickest play the ball in the competition. I remember at the beginning of the year that was a, a real good stat that the Warriors had. And then on the back of it, getting our uh, our team going forward and, and starting to build some pressure. And I think that's really important this week with the guys that come on. I think the big difference here with the team that's been named is that Dylan Walker's back on the bench and that energy change when he comes on, especially against Newcastle, is going to be important. All right, Newcastle 17, Callum Pong, number one, of course. Uh, a lot of question marks over that uh, knock he received at the end of the game against the Raiders, whether or not he should have been stood down for an HI protocol. He is there. Uh, Dominic Young and Greg Marju, the two wingers, Dane Gagai, Bradman, best, the two centres. One of the best back fives uh, going around the comp at the moment. Tyson Gamble, Adam Clune in the halves with no Jackson Hastings. Then the front rowers, Jacob Saifidi, Leo Thompson, Phoenix Crossland, who we're going to catch up very short the hooker. Tyson Frisell, Dylan Lucas, the second rowers, Adam Elliott is the lock on the interchange. Kurt Mann, Daniel Saifidi, Jack Hetherington, Matt Croker. So, Kempe, uh, give me a couple of key areas for Saturday night. Just putting the 17s up next to each other, where do you think the game's won and lost? Well, definitely having Sean Johnson back is going to be a massive um, gain for us because his kicking game and his, and his building uh, pressure is going to be uh, really important. Uh, if we were to get in the right part of the field and create, you know, opportunities offensively, um, I just think everything rolls, revolves around Kalen Ponga, and the only way that he's going to get on the front foot is if the likes of the um, Safidi boys with the Leo Thompson, who's having a big year, the Kiwi boy over there, Tyson Frizzell, Adam Elliott, and of course when Kurt Mann and um, Jack Hetherington come on, they've got a, a big enough pack to roll through the middle. That's what they'll be hoping for, and and why they've been so successful over those last ten games and and allowing. Kalen Ponga to, to basically rule the game so um, yeah it's going to be a real big battle in the middle I think after last week the boys will come back and they'll want to want to sweep that one under the carpet and get on with it uh, and I'm expecting it to be a pretty torrid encounter out there in the middle mm, of the park it's going to be fantastic like I said 6.05 kickoff on Saturday live here on ECNZ now um, just want to let a little bit of a cat out of the bag here we know how desperate everyone was to get tickets to this game on Saturday we may or may not have in the mixer um, a couple of tickets to give away on ECNZ. That's all I will say. Tomorrow and Friday, just stay tuned. I'm sure it's going to get put out um, all over our social media. But if you are dying for tickets, there is a chance to win some here on ECNZ over the coming days. Just stay tuned and we'll give you all the details as they come. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, Phoenix Crossland, the um, the Knights hooker who has just flourished in that role in 2023. Born he? in Wellington as well. So does he still have that Kiwi blood coursing through Starts his veins? Kiwis. We will uh, We will find out right after the break.
Running straight here on SNZ, uh, 15 minutes away from three, we are talking uh, all about the Knights v Warriors, live from Go Media Stadium, Mount Smart, on Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening, 6.05 kickoff live here on SNZ. What a massive occasion, the first home finals game for the Warriors and their fans since 2008. Big occasion for the Warriors, but also a massive occasion for the Newcastle Knights who are hunting for win number 11 in a row. That is quite remarkable. Not even the top teams uh, in the NRL uh, that, that win minor premierships and premierships can get to that feat. And here are the Newcastle Knights doing it uh, as they try and make their way through to the preliminary finals. We've been very lucky to get over to the Newcastle camp before they fly out and catch up with uh, the hooker for Newcastle, Phoenix Crossland. He joins us on the line now. G'day, Phoenix. Welcome in. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Mate, uh, first and foremost, how uh, how are the bodies holding up after uh, after going into extra time in what was a pretty gruelling game on Sunday afternoon? Um, yeah, a few, uh, few sore bodies around the joint today, but um, yeah, we've got a recovery day, a bit of media this morning, so um, everyone's everyone's happy and good spirits because we've got the win, so um, I guess you pull up a little less sore when you win, so now all the boys are all good, I think. Talk to us just a little bit about, I guess, how intense that game was, mate. I mean, first first finals game for Newcastle in a long time, um, and I imagine a lot of you probably the first finals game as well. Talk us through just, I guess, how big of a step up that was. Um, yeah, massive step. I think I said it during the week, um, I sort of said we had a bit of a taste test with the with the bunnies and sharks, but in all honesty, mate, it was uh, on the weekend was a, was a whole other level. So, um, yeah, it was my first finals game, and I probably... Um, didn't expect it to be that intense. I guess extra time sort of probably um, made that happen. But, um, mate, it was such a cool experience. And, um, yeah, to get the win and progress to week two is something I'm very proud of and the boys are very happy to do that. Yeah, the, the atmosphere, mate, at, uh, at that ground looked uh, looked un- unbelievable. You get, you're going to get that as well this week at Mount Smart. I'll tell you now, the tickets are flying off the shelf, so it's going to be <laughs> uh, fantastic. Uh, mate, just quickly before we talk about this weekend, uh, ten in a row. Um, look, even the best teams, you know, the, the teams that have won minor premierships over the years and, and I guess finished inside the top four struggled to string together ten in a row. What, what's been the secret from your perspective? Uh, I think we've just sort of nailed our our um, sort of game style down. Um, although on the weekend, I don't think we sort of did that. I think it's probably one of the worst games to play within the 10 weeks. But um, I think we've just sort of found our identity and um, I guess we're sort of fed off the town a bit. As you said, the Warriors doing the same thing over there and we're sort of doing it over here too. We're just feeding off the town and, and um, you know, what they want to see. So, um, yeah, things are just clicking for us at the moment. It's been really nice to get it, to get a few wins and, and finish, the end, uh, finish the year pretty good. So, yeah, I'll just say identity's been found and we're just clicking real well. Mm. Uh, you got a bit of Kiwi in you, mate, uh, born in Wellington. Uh, is that going to play a role this weekend? Are you, are you looking forward to coming back over the yeah. ditch? I can't wait. I've got heaps of family over there and, um, yeah, a few tickets for them. So oh, we played there round one and it was in Wellington, so that was cool. And, mm. um, yeah, I always love coming back over. It's such a, such a wonderful place and a cool country and, and the people are lovely. Um, you know, even the fans, even though they're not going for you, they're really nice to you. And, um, such a cool experience and I'm really looking forward to it. Mate, um, so Mount Smart, it, like I said, tickets flying off the shelf. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a massive occasion. It, it will be, I imagine, similar to what you had on Sunday, only the, the fans will be against you. Um, just talk yeah. us through, I guess, what you are expecting as a team. It, it'll be win number 11 if you do get it on, on Saturday. So, yeah, what's, I guess, been the messages being post the win on Sunday heading into this weekend? Uh, we haven't really looked too much at the Warriors. The other thing, that's today's job. Um, yeah, we're really looking forward to going over. As I said, the fans are against us, but um, you know the games I've watched on TV, I watch most of the Warriors games when they're at home purely because of the fans and, and also because the Warriors are playing so well, they pretend to watch. But um, yeah, I just I can't wait to get over there and experience that. And um, you know, I'm, I'm even looking forward to seeing the Warriors right now because that the scenes that they have 
Mm. Um, you know, when the stadium goes black out, um, you're sort of just standing there. It's pretty pretty intimidating, but it's going to be so cool and so excited to be a part of it. Yeah, you can't take the Kiwi out of you, mate. I love to hear it. Uh, just <laughs> just before we let you go, mate, just on you personally, look, you're, I guess you're probably more familiar um, playing in sort of that halfback role. You've shifted to hooker. What, what I guess, has been that change? What's that change been like for you? And, and how much have you had, you know, guys like Danny and, and Joey um, helping you out, helping to learn that role? Yeah, Bedsy's been massive for me, as is, um, you know, Browse. I've said it before, Rory, so it's Jason's here too, Michael Moynihan. They've all been... Um, so supportive, man, my transition to, to the nine. And, um, you know, as cliche as it sounds, man, it's just uh, keeping it simple, make my tackles and, um, you know, pass the ball well. And things are just sort of fold, unfolding off the back of that. So, um, and, I, and I've also got a really good forward pack around. We've got the staff, Dad's Elliot, Leo, um, Hadro, Croaks. You know, we've got a great sort of core um, forward pack. So I'm just sort of slotting in there and, and do what, doing what I need to do for the team. And it's um, working at the moment. So, yeah, I've just been loving it. Mate, and just finally, um, are you doing anything, I guess, for the fans here before you come over? You're having like an open training session or anything for the fans to just sort of, I guess, come and see you off before you head over to New Zealand? I'm not too sure. I think, um, well, I wouldn't have a clue, man. It wouldn't surprise me. There's always fans here watching us train in Newcastle, whether, um, you know, we get that over in Auckland. I don't think there'll be too many night fans over there, but... Oh, you'd um, be surprised, mate. Yeah. You'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, yeah, I think we'll probably definitely have something this week, but... Um, yeah, the fans in Newcastle, they watch us every session, so um, no doubt they'll be there this week. Yeah, I, mate, the similarities between uh, between the Newcastle fans and the Warriors fans, like you said, just such loyal fan bases. It, it does take over the entire town, the entire city. So, mate, we're really really looking forward to having you guys uh, come over here. It's going to be a cracking game on Saturday, regardless of the result. I think everyone's just looking forward to seeing uh, a great game of finals footy. So uh, so good luck for the rest of the week, mate. Travel safe. We'll, uh, we'll see you here on Saturday. Thanks, mate. See you over there. There you go, Phoenix Crossland, the uh, the Knights hooker, and uh, he's having a great year in 2023. Just does his job like a lot of those players in that spine, Kempe. Nothing, you know, he's not nothing flashy. He's not going to win Dally M's and awards, but together as a team, here they are on the uh, on the verge of 11 straight. Which, he's, like I he's mentioned, been the is, fi- he's been the fine of the year for Newcastle. Mm. You know, um, young Braley, who's come up from Cronulla, he, he probably won't get the spot back off uh, Phoenix in, in that number nine jersey. He's been as good as uh, anyone else in, who's slotted into first grade, and especially in that nine jersey too at Newcastle, you know what I mean? It's a, a pretty um, a pretty prestigious jumper, and I, I guess the benefit of him having uh, gone in there is he's got Danny Badera sitting there in the back back room helping him out. But he's he's been like, you know, they took they took Cooper Cronk out of the hooking position, put him in halfback, and look what he did. Mm-hmm. They've done the opposite. They've moved him, Phoenix, from half to hooker, and he's been a revelation. He is, he's going to be dangerous on Saturday afternoon as well. We'll take a short break here uh, on Running It Straight when we come back. Few of your text messages as we build towards 3 o'clock. Running it straight, we are going to hand over to the run home very, very shortly. Um, we haven't talked about Storm Roosters this weekend as well, Kempe. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in that one? Because obviously the Storm winner of that goes, goes through to Penrith, you reckon? Yeah, look, I, I think that um, the scary part about it, Harry Grant, Jerome Hughes and, and Cameron Munster will be absolutely licking their lips to get stuck back into another game after after what happened to them up in Brisbane. Um, I know that there's going to be a couple of changes. I'll probably change out their centres. Uh, there's a kid playing, his name's Philogo, um, Philogo, he's playing fullback, and I reckon he's a beauty, mate. 
So keep an eye on him. I think he'll have a big a big game uh, Friday night. But I just think the Roosters have lost too many players. No Manu, no no Saul. Uh, Billy Smith is he out as Billy well? Billy Smith's out. So, so their back five has been pretty disruptive. Um, and when you when you've got Munster and Jerome Hughes, they'll put pressure on them and really build it. And I think they'll run over the top. Pretty of them. remarkable the Roosters to make it this far can be given where they were. So it's probably an achievement for them to recover like they have. Um, yeah, we'll see if that continues into twenty twenty four. And you know if they end up being at that top position like we all predict them to be. In 2023, how many of us had them as a minor premiers in 2023? Yeah, you know? there's a few. Um, there's a few of us, and you know, given, I think the World Cup too. I think you know everyone's looking forward to getting um, out the back end of the year. I'm, mm. Look, I don't think Joseph Manu will play for the Kiwis this year. Um, yeah, there'll be a lot of yeah. There'll be a lot of rest. Yeah, yeah. There'll be a lot of players, especially with the World Cup come um, coming off the back end of last year, that actually don't make it, make it through to this uh, Pacific Cup. But you know, then not a hell of a lot of thought went into that. But you know, it's uh, all about the Warriors this weekend. Uh, I think Melbourne do it in the Canton. I think the Warriors they get up against Newcastle as well. Can you give me a margin for Warriors? I think it's going to be really close, mate. And, you say and, that every damn oh, week. No, I do not. But I think it's <laughs> going to be really close, and, and it's all going to come down to Sean Johnson playing 80 minutes. All right, there you go. Uh, that is us for another Wednesday. That is us for running it straight. Hopefully we have another show next week after the Warriors get the job done against Newcastle oh, on Saturday I have night. have to spend another week with you. Enjoy it, folks. If you're going to the game, have an absolute crack. It's going to be an epic atmosphere if you're watching at home. Tune into SNZ and sync it up with your feed. Why not? Um, that is us for another Wednesday. Thanks for all your comments on YouTube. And on double eight, double three. See you next Wednesday. Up the waz.